Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So today, Katina, you've got an article to share with us. Yes, I do. Um, So my article today is about positive family events at home and how they impact your task performance at work Mm. and why they impact or what makes them impact potentially your task performance at work. So when positive things happen in your family, how can you make that work for you at work? Nice. That sounds really interesting because... Um, I know we were just talking before we started recording about like positive things that have happened for worker being today. Um, but like, I'm just thinking that when you're in a good mood, it just kind of like can translate to other parts of your yeah. life. Yep. So I'm assuming some of that has to do with this. Like, just yes, how you that can... is part of it. Ah. Uh, positive, <laughs> positive emotions are a part of the story. Um, and they're, you know, I was thinking it might be helpful because people are spending even more time than ever with their families. And mm-hmm. while, um, you know, neither of us have kids, so we can't speak to the trials and tribulations of having children during uh, COVID. Uh, we, I would imagine that uh, while some days are kind of tough, there are other days that might be more rewarding. And this article kind of helps you to understand how to really capitalize on the days or the times when things feel more rewarding so you can kind of bottle that up and save it for when you need it. I love that. That's great. Yeah, that seems like really useful advice for this time period for sure. Yes, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, Speaking of positive family events, is there anything going on in life with you (laughs) that is positive outside of work or inside of work if you have something going on there? Um, Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely... I feel like things are kind of boring and I feel like I'm going to become like a weirdo that just talks about the Peloton all the time because like that's the most exciting (laughs) thing happening in my life. (laughs) You're like, um, actually there's nothing really good happening with Danny or anyone in my family, but what is good is my bike. My my Peloton. (laughs) But no, but seriously, like, you know, everything, my family's healthy, so that's great, but like we're not doing anything, you know? And Danny and I aren't really doing anything. We're just sitting at home, making food, riding the bike, hanging out. Like, there's not really that much to tell. Um, It's been really cold in L.A. this week. Uh, So we're recording this, what, second to last week of January. Um, And over the weekend, it, like, rained and even actually like not too far from me it snowed so that was like the big news there's like a Ooh. little bit of snow that lasted for like 10 minutes but you know there was some snow um That's exciting yeah so i mean that those are the exciting events in my life um i cuddled with nitney like i don't know <laughs> Oh, that's nice. She's a very cuddly little bug, so that's fun. But yeah, nothing like not much to tell. What about you? Um, well, it is also getting colder here. It was sleeting today, so oh. um we had some like freezing rain. Um I purchased this ridiculous patio heater because <laughs> I'm like just like convinced that we can still we have and you know um Jess that lives around here. Um, her and her husband went to Penn state. And, um, so, you know, we were doing a lot of outdoor, like social distance get togethers, um, you know, in the nicer months. And I was like, I had like a panic and I was like, Oh my God, 
it's going to be like winter and like <laughs> we can't be indoors, but like we're going to be trapped <laughs> and we're not going to have any friends and we're not going to see anybody. We're not going to see like one person indoors or outdoors for like months at a time. And I just went bonkers and I bought this uh, patio heater. And so it came in and I assembled it yesterday. And so we're going to give it a try. And if it truly heats the patio, then we can continue potentially having outdoor more than six feet apart gatherings. Nice. What, uh, what kind of heater is forward. it? It's like one that like a restaurant, oh, like out, yep. outside restaurant would have. Yeah. My pa- it's like that. My parents have that too, which is hilarious yeah. because you bought it for like real winter. <laughs> my dad has, <laughs> my dad, literally in my parents' backyard, they have two of those types of heaters, like a big one and a slightly smaller one and like a furnace thing. Like, I mean, ridiculous. Like there's so much heating in my parents' backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like 60 degrees. <laughs> But they, I will say that I feel like they do work. So you hopefully it'll yeah. work for you. I'm really excited to try it out. So we'll see because like today the weather's been horrible. I just assembled it yesterday, but we're not going to try it today because it's like literally sleeting outside. So we're not going to do that. But um, I'm going to try it one of these days before the weekend and just see like what is the heat. And we have a fire pit. So if we combine the two, I feel like it may be. <laughs> okay I was like I just like went through some sort of like a crisis the one day I was like we're trapped we're trapped inside we're not gonna see anybody for like months at a time like we have to be able to go outside we have to be able to go outside and Brendan was just like okay (laughs) I love it I get it though that's really funny I mean I yeah we're in a weird time so I understand it's true. So you have your bike. I have my heat lamp. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're finding solace in our equipment. Yeah. The weird things in our houses, but yes, you know, true. it, it works, whatever it works. It does. I feel like, works. you know, yesterday I did like, <laughs> so they have like scenic rides and not just like the classes. And I like did, I, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I feel like we're Danny and I were talking about our, like our wedding and how we really, like we're so sad we didn't get to go to Hawaii last year. And maybe, maybe there's hope that this year we can go. Who knows? Um, and I was like, I'm gonna go and do a scenic ride in Hawaii. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. <laughs> so like, that's my getaway. I'm like on the bike. I'm like, I'm in Hawaii now. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute. <laughs> it was. It was lovely. Like it was lovely. <laughs> that sounds lovely. That does sound lovely. I know. Well, since I haven't been like going anywhere this whole time, I keep like getting points and like all my points go towards travel because that used to be like my jam and what I needed to use points for. And now they're just like racking up and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I got to like go somewhere far away. Like there's like, I don't know. I feel like I want to just like go to Hawaii. I could go uh, like literally on points. I think I could go like four times. I'm not joking. you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we were going to. We were originally going to do our trip for one year anniversary on points. So now imagine how many more we've accrued. Points and points. (laughs) I know. That's the thing. I'm like, this credit card is so stupid during this time period because like I can't do anything with it. But when we're out, I'll abandon my patio heater and go (laughs) forth into the world. (laughs) We should go to Hawaii together. That would be super fun. Actually, that would be great because... We have not done our retreat that we always do mm. every year. We've missed our retreat so we could make it like a mega retreat. Yes. Yes. <gasps> that would be so great. So we can get some work done and then we can do we Hawaii do stuff. That. And, and you didn't get to go to Hawaii for my wedding. So like I can, That's true. I can actually like 
show you the things I wanted you to see. That's true. Oh my gosh, that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. That would be so fun. So that's what's gonna happen, obviously. Yeah, I mean, clearly we've just decided. Yeah, the world heard it <laughs> and it has been decided. Hundred <laughs> percent. Worker being retreat funded by points. <laughs> hey, I'm down. Points are a good way to fund things for it's sure. True. You're right. You're right. Points never hurt anybody. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad that it seems like you're doing uh, well with your bike and your life, <laughs> and we're both prepared for the cold. So this is this is good good stuff. So my positive at home experience was with my bike. How would that translate to my oh, work? Good. <laughs> uh, well, I will tell you, um, <laughs> this is about positive events with children. So I don't know if it translates to your bike. You mean my bike can't be my child? <laughs> Your baby bike. <laughs> it's okay. Nick, can, Nick, can Nittany count? I think Nittany, Nittany should count. Well, you know, I actually had some questions about that as I was listening. And so, or as I was reading. <laughs> and um, so as people are listening, they may have similar questions for me. But I am curious about whether or not some of these findings will extend outside of children events. I would imagine that they could, but they don't test that here. But. I don't know. I feel like Nittany could count. Yeah. I'm going to say Nittany counts. Yes. So every time I'm saying children, as you're listening to this, just imagine that what I'm saying is Nittany and then it will be relevant <laughs> to you. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. You can imagine Donnie and, and maybe yes, somebody perfect. will do this research one day and we'll have yes. like pet research about this and we'll indicate it. We'll know that children perfect. and pets are both lovely. I love it. <laughs> lovely. Very lovely. Um, okay. So let me tell you about why they're lovely. Okay. All right. So this article is called Capitalization on Positive Family Events and Task Performance, a Perspective from the Work Home Resources Model. And it just came out in Journal of Occupational Health Psychology in 2020. And it is by Du Backer and Dirks. Okay. And yeah, that's that's the facts about the article. So new um, article. That's exciting. Brand new. Brand new. <laughs> and basically this is based around, and we've talked about a lot, there are these like different ideas about how work and family can intersect or how work and life can intersect more broadly. And so we've talked some about how they can conflict. So your work and your life are at odds with each other. There's some about how they can balance, like how do you make sure that you're getting what you consider to be an appropriate mixture of work-related activities and outside of work-related activities in any given day or in a given week. Um, And then there's this idea of enrichment, which is basically that the experiences that you have at work make you better as a family member or your experiences as a family member make you better at work. And this is taking an enrichment perspective, um, looking at specifically how positive experiences that you have with family members can impact your performance in the workplace. So this is taking a specific perspective on work and family, which is, hey, I know that sometimes these domains could be at odds, but this article is trying to make the case that we could focus more on and be more conscious about uh, reminding ourselves about times in which they make each other better. I love it. I mean, I think that's a great focus, right? It's not always bad. So I appreciate that approach. So what do they find or what, I don't know, what do you want to tell us about it? Yes. So basically what they are interested in, so we've talked about this many times on the job demands resources model, right? Um, That the more demands there are in your job, um, the more your resources get get deplenished, (laughs) depleted, wow, 
That was a combo of words. So the more demands you have in your job, the more your resources get deplenished and you have to deplenish. <laughs> I said it again. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. I am having a problem. I don't know if I should like call oh a doctor. Oh my gosh. Okay. I depleted. <laughs> depleted. Depleted. And you need. To replenish. <laughs> resources. You need to replenish your resources in order to ensure that you can continue to perform, which we've talked about many times. The idea that job demands have a direct cor- negative correlation with your task performance is kind of not fully, it's not unanimous that's that, that that's the case. So some articles have found that the higher your job demands, the lower your task performance, like this is just too many demands for me. Some have found like, oh, my job is more demanding. That might mean it's more interesting, for example. So my task performance is increased. And some find no relationship. And basically what they're arguing in here is that, and what we've talked about before is it has a lot to do with whether or not your demands exceed your resources. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of looking at, okay, this is an untapped or unexplored resource that people haven't really considered that might be able to, you know, infuse your day with things that are going to help make up for the demands that you are being placed under. And that is positive events in your family, but they're specifically looking at positive events related to your children. Nice. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, this could be a resource. And I love that they're testing it out and and trying to figure out, like, what are the other things that can help you when you have a lot of job demands? I feel like this is a theme. Like, well, this week while we're recording this, we're talking about, like, high workload, and that's a lot about demands. So we're kind Mm -hmm. of on this theme of demands right now. That's interesting. Demands. (laughs) Demands. Demands. And so actually in this study... And it could be because they're um, sampling people that have, like, potentially more complex or engaging jobs because they are looking at people that are working, like, corporate setting. Um, But they find, actually, that your demands improve your task performance. um, It's significantly related to task performance just at a correlational level. So this is basically saying that, you know, the more demands you have in this study, the higher your performance. But that is only true in their study when you have had these positive child related events the day before Hmm. so if I report that so when they ask people so they basically had people fill out two surveys a day for uh, five working days and they had people fill out a survey as they were finishing their work in the afternoon between like four and seven and then another one before they went to bed Um, And they basically were interested in the extent to which they had these daily positive child-related events and how that impacted their next day perceptions of their demands and performance and the relationship between those two. Hmm. And they also controlled for other kinds of job resources like supervisor support to make sure that it wasn't stemming from something other than these positive interactions that they had uh, with children. And so what they found just in that relationship was that when your job demands were high and your positive child-related events were also high, the next day, having high job demands actually had you, made you have better task performance than if you had low job demands. So in other words, I'm more in, my job may be um, a little more engaging to me, and I might read it as more engaging, and I'm better able to tackle those demands than if I hadn't had these positive child-related events. 
the pattern is opposite for people who have had low levels of positive child-related events. High levels of demands make their task performance go down. So when they say job-related events, do they have, like, examples of that? Um, Kid-child-related yes. so events. Child-related yes. events, <laughs> yes. So it is kind of a technical term for what is a fairly straightforward concept, which is they combined these two things, which was positive behaviors of children – which are things like today I like witnessed my child being kind to somebody. So things that you saw your kid do that you thought, oh, that was really nice. I'm glad that, you know, my kid did this positive thing. Mm-hmm. So they were like well behaved basically. And you noticed it and appreciated it. Um, and another, which is called daily up uplifts, which is basically like I took my child to an enjoyable event or I, you know, played with my child and found that enjoyable. So it's basically like you either engage with them in something that you find enjoyable or you notice that they've behaved positively. And they combined those two things together to create one scale because they found that they actually had more in common than dissimilar in terms of their impact on the other stuff in the study. So they combine them together. Okay, so interesting. So it's basically like if I am ha- – it almost seems like if I had a good day with my kid the day before, yes, then yes. I um, I feel like, well, I can do better on the job when I have a lot of stuff going on. And if I have a bad day with my kid – I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like think about – like I just – obviously neither of us have children but just thinking about like friends with kids it's like you have your kids that are just acting out and bad moods one day then that impacts your sleep and your stress levels and you know it takes a lot longer for you to recover from that to then be functional the next day um but if everything's great and dandy and everyone's happy and everyone's being kind and you know having positive experiences together then you know falling asleep is not so hard and you don't have a lot of stress that you're trying to recover from and so then the next day it would make sense that you have more energy and and you know maybe that positive energy actually energized you right it's like I had a really great day and I feel really good so it's even like a boost not just a bad didn't happen but like a boost in energy because you've had something good happen yeah exactly and they kind of talk about how because all of the things that they measured were from the perception of the employee Mm -hmm. they kind of talked about how I might actually think about demands differently if I'm feeling energized by what happened the day before. So if I've had this really positive day with my kid the day before and, you know, they're behaving well, we did tasks together that, you know, I found enjoyable that the next day, you know, when I see that my job is putting demands on me, I might be like, oh, great. This is a challenge. This is exciting. Like this is this is something that I can use to learn or grow. And so I like embrace those um, demands and like use them to improve my performance as opposed to being like, Oh, I have fewer resources that I'm bringing from home. And so when I see these demands at work, I'm like, Oh, this is, this puts me in a bad place. And now I feel like I'm not doing as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So they kind of talk about how having a positive day with your kid can spill over into actually like even changing the way that you're appraising the demands in your environment. Right. So since it's all from the person's perspective, like, yeah, you might view things differently. That makes a lot of sense. It would be interesting yeah. to see, like, down the line, how does this um, how does this play out if a supervisor is rating your performance that next day? Right. Right. Or if somebody else is objectively rating the demands in your job, because that's kind of mm. what they were saying. Like, it could be that, like, OK, when I have these really positive experiences with my kid, 
and I'm not bringing these resources into work, high demands are like stressful for me, but high demands mean or signal something different to me when I'm bringing these positive resources in, right? So like I'm rating high demands in either scenario, but in one case they seem to have a positive, a boost in my performance. In another case, they seem to make my performance go down. Right. And it may be that I'm viewing them as like insurmountable in one case and as like a positive challenge in another case because I have more resources to address them. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It would be really interesting to yeah. see that play out. And as you were talking about pets too, like um, I do, I find it interesting because I, I don't know if I see exact parallels with everything. I mean, obviously you're playing with your pet and having a good day with your pet. Right. That's great. But like, you're not going to, I mean, maybe you're going to observe, observe your pet doing right. something like kind. Behavior. But like, <laughs> I guess if you have a problem pet that like, I don't know, can't control their bladder in the house, maybe them not right. peeing in the house is a good thing, but I was just trying yes. to think of like, what would it need to, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but she's always really cuddly and cute and I always think she's perfect. So I don't know if it really fully applies. Maybe that's just cause I'm yeah. really biased against like anything bad against her. She's like perfect. So, <laughs> well, there is a second part to it that Ooh. explains why or basically, um, helps to, uh, explain how positive child-related events impact this relationship between demands and performance. Okay. Um, that maybe could be helpful in putting the pieces together of whether or not it relates because um, I feel like this piece is what makes me think, oh, maybe it could relate to a broader set of things because the mechanism is interesting. So they talk about how positive child-related events basically, like, as you mentioned, like, they make you feel happy, and when you feel happy, you notice more – you you – appraise things more positively so maybe these interactions with my kids make me feel good and then when I go into the workplace I'm just more likely to see my environment more positively and appraise it more positively um but another uh, avenue and an avenue that they tested in this model of what explains it is this idea of capitalization so they basically found that what uh what was the linking variable between these positive kid-related experiences impact on demands and um performance was whether or not you discussed these positive events with someone that you find important in your home life so it didn't have to be a like a spouse or a significant other like a romantic partner it could have been like a parent or uh you know a close family member or friend um but basically the idea that when you have this positive experience it's not enough just to have it or part of part of what makes this equation work isn't not just that you had the experience but also the extent to which you share that experience with other people um and they think that this makes a difference because when you have these positive events and you share them with someone else not only does that make the positivity associated with the event last longer so not only were you happy when it was happening but now you're happy like reliving it as you're telling it so mm -hmm. it sort of amplifies the positive emotions but also because um you can feel better about yourself like oh I was there when you know my kid did this positive behavior and so it makes me feel like maybe I'm doing a good job as their parent or you know I was I was present um you know when uh we were doing this enjoyable activity and the enjoyment that came out of it was part of the bond that we have so it makes you and reminds you of a positive impact that you have had um on the child and it makes you potentially boost your ideas of your own value. And so when you go into the workplace and someone's like, I need you to do this like stack of things, you're like, okay, I'm good at things. Like I can have positive 
impacts on different kinds of situations like let me tackle this as opposed to feeling less efficacious um about yourself so um and then the last thing is that they say that you know social interactions that are positive help you to recover which we've talked Mm -hmm. about so uh so in general when you're recovering not only does the positive activity help you recover, but sharing it with somebody else is like a second recovery activity. So they kind of talk about these multiple ways where like it boosts the positivity associated with it. It makes you feel better about yourself. And it kind of gives you a two for one in terms of your recovery because you had the positive event with your kid and now you're having another like socialization event basically. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I can see that more now, like how it could tie into other things in addition to just having a, not like just, but like having interaction with your child that's positive um, or yeah. observing an interaction that your child is, you know, having or a behavior that they have. Um, that makes a lot of sense. It's really interesting um, because then I feel like I should just be super good at my task performance every day because I always tell Danny about the cute things that yeah. he does and how amazing she is. And, and well, maybe it does. So that's what I was thinking is like, it's not just about the positive event. It's also the extent to which you share it. So then it started making me think like, well, I guess anything that two people share with one another that you find significant enough that you would share it with another person probably has a similar, I don't know if it would be the same as uh an interaction with a child but probably a lot of different types of positive events that happen that then you debrief or share with someone that you care about there has to be some percentage of what's happening in this model working in that way Mm -hmm. you know yeah I would think so I think so I think that makes a lot of sense you know because to your point like that social interaction we know is important for recovery and you're sharing a positive story and if it's like something funny that they did or something fun like the other person's gonna have that emotion too and then you're gonna like feed off each other and you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just so many positive things with that. So that's so interesting. I would love to see this kind of play out with different types of activities that you're sharing or experiences that you're talking about, whether it's pets, whether it's, you know, you know, I just going back to the Peloton, I feel like, but yeah. like, just, you know, I had this great ride and I want to tell you about the funny thing that this instructor said or like whatever. Um, I feel like there's like little things like that that happen throughout the day that maybe debriefing with your friend, a person in your life that you really care about, I feel like does, could have a big impact. So that's so interesting. I would love to see that play out further. Yeah. And they talk about a couple of interesting, like things that could stem from this. That's one of them. Like, is it just limited to children or is it other things? They also talk about, you know, whether or not capitalizing on these positive events and talking about them with colleagues, they don't test any, Mm. um, if you share it with coworkers, mm-hmm. what's the impact on that? So that's something they said, like, could this extend to conversations that you would have at work? We don't know. And another one that I thought was really interesting was that they talked about whether or not the way you share and the quality of the conversation that you have with another person or how you share would matter. So like, does it matter the extent to which the other person's like actually really listening to you? Um, does it matter whether you're sharing like face to face or over the phone or on social media? Like, um, does it matter, uh, you know, whether or not what you're sharing is positive or is there something that's linked to a replenishment of resources, even what you're, if what you're sharing is negative. Mm -hmm. So, um, they had a couple of interesting things that I thought people might follow up on to kind of elaborate more on the role of sharing things that have happened in your day with somebody else. 
That's so, yeah, that is really interesting because what kind, what is the extent of sharing that matters and what does that sharing look like? I love it. That's so, oh, I can't wait to see what comes of this research, but it seems like that. So we don't know 100% how it extends from other areas. I think it's not a bad thing that if you have, if you don't have children, you have other positive events happening that you share that with somebody, like that's not going to hurt you. So you might as well try it. But for those that have kids, it seems like take that interaction with your kid or the observed behavior that you're seeing and share it with your spouse, your partner, um, your other kid, your parents, your friends, whoever, and try to like capitalize on this effect. Like why not share that your kid brushed their teeth when you ask them to the first time and that's great. And you're so excited and you talk to your mom about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so basically if you have a positive event with your children Share it with like during the day, share that with someone at night. And the next day you'll look at your job demands differently. You'll see them more as a challenge and you'll perceive that your task performance is better as a result. Um, some of the things that they mentioned that people can do with this information is that um, by providing like family friendly policies, employers can promote the ability for people to have these positive interactions with their children or potentially more broadly positive interactions with other individuals in their lives. Um, And so thinking about like setting limits on when we use email during off hours or, you know, role modeling, uh, setting limits on the number of hours that people work per day, that that will allow people to spend time with their children in the family domain and to then have time to also share um, those impacts with others. Um, So they mentioned, you know, just having good work family policy is one thing. Um, they also mentioned that, which I thought was kind of an interesting idea, that the idea that you should share positive events from your day with others in your home or potentially at work if research extends there, that it might actually be incorporated into trainings around work-life balance or other sort of wellness initiatives that encourage people if something positive happens to you to remember to share it or to um, ask your significant other or someone that's important to you, you know, what are some positive interactions that you had today with our kids or with whoever, um, that you kind of make it part of your routine to share those things. And that that could be something that's built into suggestions or tips when people are, um, thinking about how to drive wellness. Oh yeah. I really like that. I like just kind of reminding people like, share this, share this, share the good things. And it'd be cool if it does extend out to colleagues and coworkers and leaders, Because then you can imagine that, like, when you have your weekly meeting with your leader, maybe you ask, right, what positive things happened with your family today (laughs) or yesterday or whatever. And you can create that that norm to share some of those positive things, which can hopefully spread the positivity. But um, definitely at home, like based on this research, it seems like that's a great idea just to to check in with whomever about any potential positives that they had and then making sure that you keep a tally and share that out yeah yep absolutely so that's uh that's kind of the main set of takeaways is you know don't hold all your positive events and keep them to yourself (laughs) remember to try to share them with other people um we don't know what the benefit would be of being on the receiving end of hearing about positive events but that would be kind of interesting Mm -hmm. uh to take a look at and if you are you know a manager or just someone's coworker. Asking people every now and again about positive things that have happened outside of work is probably a good idea to start role modeling those behaviors. And because it links to performance, even though it's the person's own perceived performance, it's a good step in making that link. Um, 
you know, employers were, are more likely to care if you say, yeah, and by the way, like giving us time to have these positive family related events and to also have time to like socialize with people that we care about to share those events actually has a positive impact on our work um, is a pretty good selling point. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing this article. I really enjoyed it. Of course. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. (laughs) Now go have some positive (laughs) events with Nittany. (laughs) I will say that in the middle of talking about this, when I said that I don't know if this relates to Nittany, she literally walked into the room, sat down, and stared at me. And I was like, I'm sorry. She said, I'm sorry. (laughs) She was like, what? (laughs) Okay. Uh, she just has very good comedic timing. I feel like she must know yes. what we say. Not only does she have good comedic timing, but she also like does um, like if we say something like, oh, I don't know if because, you know, she's not 100 percent in her health. But like if we say, oh, she's right. never going to go upstairs again, like, she, you know, she's not walking that well. Then like the next day she'll run up the stairs. It's like she's just she... always trying to prove us wrong. So anyways, and those are stories that you're sharing of positivity of Nittany. I'm telling you, I think this works. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow I am going to rock it at work. <laughs> yes, you should. You totally should. <laughs> well, again, thank you for sharing. I'm so excited to see what happens with this research area and if there's anything that comes of this pet theory of ours. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from all of you listeners too. Let us know your stories. If you need someone to share your positive kid interaction stories, feel free to send them our way. Um, you can find us on our website, workerbeing.com. You can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. And you can find us on social media at workerbeing on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Oh.